I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Hey, everybody. We are back. Back for season one, episode one of Downton Abbey, the pilot episode. Uh, my name is Dave. This is Corey. And we're, we, we are so excited to break down this seminal television show. It, it is one of the greats of our time. Peak TV at its finest. Absolutely. Uh, but before we get there, how's everything going? It, it's good, you know. Uh, just uh, I, I watched the episode and it, it occurred to me like, I don't remember a lot about this pilot, and I'm really excited to dig into these characters that we love so much and their beginnings. Yeah, I, I recall from our little intro podcast, I was super stoked for this first episode, but I guess the stuff that I remember did not happen in the first episode, so it was very sort of foreign to me. Yeah, uh, and one of the things that I forgot, which I shouldn't have forgot because every episode begins with this, but... Laura Linney introduces the episode. So I, I'm watching Downton Abbey again on Amazon, which includes the, the PBS intro of Laura Linney saying, hi, I'm Laura Linney. Welcome to Masterpiece Theater. Right, right. And I think, now I remember, like that is one of the things that really brought me into the show. It's like, oh, Laura Linney's introducing this. <laughs> Linney's in the house. Yeah, she she's authentic. She's real. I like her as an actress. This has got to be a good show. And uh, now we, I get to get to see her again for 50 episodes. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe we should plug the Laura Linney intro before our podcast. This yeah. is, Maybe we can get the Linney endorsement. I mean, that, that lends credibility to what we're doing here. I think that might surpass several of the actors from Downton Abbey would be the Linney, the lineage. <laughs> Let's yes. get that lineage. I, I am all in on this. Let's hit. We, if you guys listening know Laura Linney, hit her up. Tell her that the lords, the lords want to be the lords of Linny. Yeah, we're, we're not giving up on our hunt for uh, Paddington Bear to be on the podcast, but we're definitely in a Laura Linny. Maybe we could get the two of them together. That's the dream. All right. All right. Well, let's get to breaking down this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so the Titanic has sunk. Yeah. The episode starts with a, the a, a telegram. Yeah. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. One of the most momentous moments of that decade. Uh, the Titanic sank. It sank. And, you know, this is speaks to my ignorant, ignorant mind, but how many British people were on the Titanic? Was it sailing from London? I don't know London? anything about that period. of. I'm not a history buff in general, so... I saw the I movie. I, that, yeah, that's, I think that's a very interesting thing that Downton Abbey does is talk about the effect of the Titanic, even on, like, one person that's not Leonardo DiCaprio dying... Or Billy Zane. Right. Like, that is the Titanic to me. Yeah. Is yeah. that story. It's, it's nothing more. So. No, it's it's that boat sinking. And it's that boat. The boat sinks. So this this show is kind of like the implications of the unsinkable ship sinking. And and who knows? Who knew those implications meant uh, an impending marriage uh, being completely uh, torn apart? Like, it's just not going to happen. Oh, yeah. So, so with that being in in our minds the episode begins with that and then we cut to this beautiful abbey manor man is it is an abbey the house or is the abbey the property this these are things we should should look up we need a, yeah. a, a fact person 
yeah with a yeah. with an old encyclopedia to tell us what these things are as we discuss them someone who's capable of checking wikipedia very quickly for us <laughs> uh but yeah yeah i mean we find out that the titanic has sank and the the, the crawleys were on board that two of the crawley cousins yes uh, the, the father of crawley and one of the sons who is supposed to marry james james yes and his son patrick right as we learned, James was a, a doctor, and Grantham can't fathom why <laughs> he was a doctor. <laughs> Grantham, we're, we're 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 jumping around here because if, if if you are joining the show, I don't know. We might have some people listening that have never watched Downton Abbey that are are on board for the first time with us. They probably don't even understand or realize who the Crawleys are. That's that's true. So the the show it begins with the people downstairs. Yes, the crew. And I yeah. think that the montage in the beginning, it's sort of like it follows this person mm-hmm. from like room to room and then it jumps to this person from room to room. And then it's for for someone that has watched the show. These are all very familiar and fun characters. But yeah. for someone getting into it, it's like, oh, whoa, there's a lot of characters here. We're, it's very effective at showing the inner workings of the house and like you kind of get the layout. But yeah, it, just rewatching this episode, it is daunting to learn the characters names and all that's going on. There's in in just thinking about that from a real life perspective it's like there's that many people working in a house yeah for a family do they <laughs> really need that many people yeah so they do they're getting everything ready we meet the family slowly we have mm-hmm. papa yeah. papa grantham well, no, the first oh. they first show mary waking up that that's the first character they show lady mary the eldest daughter yes she she ostensibly will have a little endure most of the drama of the, of the show outside of Lord Grantham himself I I think. Yes, so so Lady Mary, daughter of Robert, the Earl of Grantham. Correct. His wife, Cora. Yes. Who we learned so many things about in this episode. She's uh, American. She's Amer- oh, that you learned that from the get. From the <laughs> yeah. way she don't have no accent. Yeah. She ain't British. No, nah, she 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 from America. And then we have two sisters for for Lady Mary. Sybil. 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 And Edith. I thought it was Sybil, but it's Sybil. Sybil. Sybil, like Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, oh, the great. Yeah. And then, yeah, Edith. Everyone. The old bump in the road. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> and then, I mean, we can get slowly into the, the downstairs staff because I feel like they're all sort of complimentary of the people mm-hmm. that they talk to. So, is it William? The One of the things that about this show that that... In this episode, the first thing that we see is this this dude ironing a newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> and and the, and the the reasoning is pretty strange. It's like, why do we iron the newspaper? Oh, because we don't want our hands to be as uh, black as yours are. Or we don't. Want to, <laughs> you got to dry the ink. Yeah. So I just what, was like, what the heck is he ironing? <laughs> and he scolds the the paper boy, mm-hmm. and he's like, why are you late? And he says, you'll find out. He's like, news soon come to you, and then. And I guess that logic tracks. I mean, why Grantham doesn't want ink on his hands? So yeah, iron the newspaper. And then we have the the head butler, Mister Carson. Oh, tells him specifically what newspaper to iron because with, he only reads one with his breakfast. Certain sections. And the lady only reads one. Mm-hmm. And that that's that was. So, so, you know, he's only ironing certain things. He probably got like 10 papers. You think it was a 1910s? Yeah. It's like, how many websites you go on in the morning? <laughs> like, like you got to think, like, they got to have their equivalent of their, like, Huffington Post. 
They got to have their Facebook yeah. equivalent. They probably got like four newspapers coming in minimum. That's so true. So they do two. One for the Lord, one for the lady. One thing that I noticed about the newspaper that was pretty funny and weird is they show Lord Grantham reading, and the second page has an article about the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. Why he- is that page two news? Yeah, <laughs> that is strange. I mean, they get the telegram. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe that ties into the fact that was it leaving from London? Maybe it was leaving for America. So. I mean, we could we could easily do this in this moment, but for the sake of authenticity and our ignorance being on display, we won't. Yeah. But it's page two news. The I Titanic. Mean, <laughs> what is page? What is page one if the Titanic is page two? Oh man, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just. I, I mean, that I'm looking at my notes that I took, which are mostly weird observations about this episode. No, that that's very that's very specific. That that's true. So the episode moves along. Right. They, they and, ha- and we get the telegram that the show so boldly started with of mm-hmm. two people that we'll never, ever see on the show again. Right. The telegram operators sending the telegram that James, the heir, and mm-hmm. his son, Patrick, have died. Well, they don't know if they died. They just haven't oh, they, they were on found. the boat. They were on the they boat. They were on the boat and they haven't been found. And then they hold not a funeral, but a, rem- a, a, a memorial. memorial. <laughs> it's always more fun than a, a funeral because those are so grim, as Grantham notes. And we find out through the relationships of the family that a secret engagement had been in the works between Patrick and Lady Mary. Yeah, and Mary, shockingly, doesn't care at all that he <laughs> yeah, passed she, away. She does not seem to mind that she doesn't have to marry her cousin, Patrick. Which is which is fine. I mean, why should she want to marry this man she never met? Yeah, let alone a cousin. I mean, yeah, and and we see them like walking back, and and Edith is like weeping. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So the, yeah, Edith being a bump in a road. This is the the first sign of that, where she is mourning these people she barely knew. We don't know if they barely knew them, but we 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 know that Lady Mary doesn't seem to give any number of of blanks, bad words. Yeah. But. Edith gives all of them that she has to give. She yeah. is bawling her eyes out. And I, I kind of side with Mary when she chastises her for being so mournful. Like, why do you care? And it's like, yeah, why do you care, Edith? You have no, nothing in this. If it, I, I think it's a weird point to make in the first episode. Like, why are, you, why are you crying about this if these characters are, spoiler alert, dead? <laughs> and they never come back. Why Why does she cry so much? So... so She's probably got to think for this Patrick fella who's dead. You think? Probably. She's cry- why she's not fake crying. Maybe she's she, real. Maybe we she's... Le- we learn without spoiling anything. Edith yeah. has a, a hand for drama. Maybe we're also she's more human than we are. Whereas we're like well, they're dead. Get over and, it. And maybe Lady Mary is just the least human character to exist. Or maybe even the news, she, newspaper. The newspaper puts on page two. Yeah, it is. maybe the whole world is like, hey, you know, it's it is this is a page two news. <laughs> yeah. So why are you guys fussing? But Edith is just like this is the end of the world. Edith is. I think Edith was trying to to get with Patrick. I don't know. She she just needs to get it together. Like, she oh yeah just just you wait for yeah. the remaining six seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. And and, Mary, and I love Mary's uh, chastisement of her, where she was just like, uh, you know, if I didn't marry him, would you have married him, Edith? And Edith is like, perhaps. <laughs> like Edith, it's like you... you know, I would have married him. <laughs> yeah, well, like Edith, why are you so quick to like take Mary's scraps and like be happy with that? Like, come on. Well, they, I think 
I, I don't think she's taking scraps. You, really? I think lady. I think Edith. I think Edith loved this guy, her cousin. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're basing this off. Of. She's crying at the memorial. She's an emotional person. Well, either she loves him romantically, or she loves him like a cousin. You know, like if if your if your cousin family member passed I away. I have met one cousin of mine, so I'm not the right person to talk about. That's this. true. Well, I, I got I a lot of cousins that I care about, and I'm I'm crying at memorials. So that's that's okay. a foregone conclusion. <laughs> How many memorials have you been to? Not funerals, but memorials. I've been to. This, it's a very. This is a dark road to go down. <laughs> I, I, I've been to more than one, but that I, is it. We are I, next page. Okay. I've never been so, to a memorial. So all I right. Don't know. So so yes. We'll yeah. And while we are moving away from the topics of dead people and memorials, yeah. uh, a live person is riding the train yeah. to get to Downton Abbey. So. Yeah, they show Bates in the the first shot of the show. They show a train, then they kind of show in the reflection. It's Bates, and it, it made me think: Is Bates the lead character of Downton Abbey? Is he really the true lead actor, lead character? He's definitely top five. I mean, I guess narratively, he can also be seen as like our surrogate, our intro into this house because yeah, he's yeah. so bewildered. But at the same time, I like the idea that this crippled guy—he's—he's he's the lead. He's the hero. It, Crippled is not really a word that we should be throwing around either. <laughs> I'm, I'm going by 19. He's lame. They, He's lame. That's true. That is true. They don't call, refer to him as that in the... I, I was trying to go by 1912 words, but yeah. That, <laughs> they say lame a lot in the episode. Like a horse. Yeah, he, he is he is rather lame. What, or, one, the best is uh, actually Thomas calling him Long John Silver. I was like, that's very <laughs> astute. Like Thomas. Thomas, another character we'll get to soon. But uh, while we're talking about Mr. Bates, mm-hmm. I think they show him... And then they show like everybody hustling and bustling in the house, and then they show his feet with the cane, like oh, just shuffling. Like... Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's coming. Yeah. And then it's this man. There's yeah, they very don't... white bread man. And they have no idea what to think of him until uh, you know, was it he meets uh, was it o- o- O'Brien or Hughes? Hughes O'Brien and uh, Anna at the first, and they're yes, like, yes, they're like, oh, who are you? Yeah, why are you doing here? Oh, I, I thought I just. Introduce myself before people expect him. Yeah, I, want, I wanted to be here a day early. <laughs> yeah, as he so menacingly tells them. But he's, it, got, he's got a gravelly voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't mean... I, I can manage. I can manage as he... And when there's one thing that, like... As the show moves, Mr. Bates' disability is is very present, and then it's gone, and then it's very present, and then it's gone. But in this episode, he's like a clown. He slips and falls and drops yeah. things and... Yeah, it's pretty imposing with those stairs, and then, but Anna is there to welcome him. Anna, I, yes, I I like those vibes that the, that she. I, I foresee some big things with these two. I, I like it. I like that they they just have chemistry, you know. Like she saw this lame guy, and he was just like, <laughs> "Yes, I I am I am more than that." <laughs> and then we see uh, Lord Grantham comes down and interrupts the staff to introduce that he has been in the army. That's the thing. Like they put base through the dirt in this one they're they're like oh they're they're making fun of him oh how many times did thomas report to carson saying like he shouldn't be here he isn't up to our quality and stuff and then grantham's like oh hey it's my old buddy this is my friend from the war and then everyone's like oh come on <laughs> yeah can't we just get this guy get out him of here? out of here because <laughs> mr bates has some moments in that episode he's like holding a tray of silverware and he just slaps 
and it just falls everywhere. And why why did that happen? Like, it, like it, that was an it's honest half mistake, off right? the table. Yeah, he's like, I don't think it has anything to do with. Like, what is his? What is his diagnosis? Even if that was like <laughs> set up for him to look like a fool, that's on him. He's a clown. That, he's yeah. a, he's a, a clown. Come on, he's Vince. the sad clown of the episode of for for certain. And not doing himself any favors. Yeah, and, and, and we also hear speaking. We we talked about some of these other characters. There's Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. He's a bad a, dude. He is a he's a pos. I don't like Thomas. No, he he doesn't mean well for anyone except himself. Thomas, like I feel like Downton Abbey correlates to pro wrestling in a lot of ways. And mm. and there's a lot of, it's kind of a, a three ring circuits of all different stories that interweave and and Thomas is like the the heel, the oh. tried and true. Everyone hates Tom. Like if you like Thomas in season one, there's something seriously wrong. Yeah. Thomas and O'Brien, they're these two little like rats they're just like miserable they're always scheming they're always up to something and yeah man they just have it out for bates this episode it's like oh here's this here's this cripple mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just i don't want him here well we find out thomas wants his job right and thomas has been filling in since this other guy and they always one thing about Downton that's very odd is they just keep name dropping people that we don't see yeah they're like oh mulcahy well, used to be the footman so you here's where Mulcahy kept this thing, and here's where Mulcahy. It is like why do why do you need to keep saying a name of a guy who's gone? Yeah, over and it's we'll like all him. right. Let me take note on what Mulcahy. I don't. I mean, it's it's not that. I think it's an Irish name, but it, yeah, it, it it's but weird. He, the funny thing is though, what makes Thomas such an effective villain, and, and then Brian as well, is uh, they actually succeed in getting Bates fired. <laughs> like. <laughs> The first episode, the sympathetic man who's a, who's admittedly a buffoon. I mean, like just look he's a at clown. him. He's a clown. He yeah, he gets fired in the same episode, which is crazy. Like, yeah, that that comes later. <laughs> have some sympathy for this lame man. And they don't even like this. This is scheme and one one. They just snitch to their boss. Yeah, yeah. nobody likes him. Get him out of here. Yeah, and they do that. But uh, bef- before that, though, I mean. Grantham goes through a, a heavy day before uh, they get around to all that business. I mean, so after the news spreads that the prospective man to marry uh, Mary is dead, the Duke shows up. The Duke, yes. The, the Duke of Dorchester? Or <laughs> the Duke. I forget his name. Let me look at... What, what, Charlie Cox from Daredevil. Charlie, yeah, it's Daredevil is the Duke. A pre-Daredevil Daredevil. I've never watched Daredevil, but I was like, oh, that, that's Daredevil. Oh, okay. I, I, I did the old like IMDB rabbit hole. Like, what do I know him from? Yeah. He's so weird. But, 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 but let's, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. There's a big mm. character we have not yet discussed. Who's that? That is the Dowager. Oh, oh well, I mean she's a, a thing unto herself. She she makes a hell of an entrance. So we find out that the Dowager, who is Lord Grantham's mother, mm-hmm. played by Maggie Smith, yeah, of Harry Potter fame, among several other great. She has such a great intro on this show. Like I think people watching the show casually are like, oh, this is someone I got to pay attention to because she knows what she's saying. Like they get the news about the Titanic, and Grantham's like. Well, you best tell my mother before she finds out. And she, they cut to her smash cut. Oh, of course I heard about that. And it's like, <laughs> it's like you think I don't know? I read page two. <laughs> I read, I read the the byline. I know he wrote that. Yeah, she is, she is charming. She knows her way with words. Yeah, she, and and we find out that the dowager, her her 
deceased husband wrote up a a contract of sorts that took all of Lady Grantham's money because mm-hmm. she's the, American. The entail. And it put it into the Downton fortune. Right. So the Downton fortune is very much due to this American money. Mm-hmm. So we know there's a little rift between Lady Cora and the Dowager. Right. But they both agree that they need to work together to make sure that money ends up in the right place. Yes, yes. And we know that they're... We, we have, I think, totally avoided discussing the fact that a new heir to this house needs to be determined. And they get a letter, receive, they receive a letter that there is one. Yeah, another Crawley. Another Crawley. So that that's, they are using their resources, their, their common enemy. Yeah. They want their money to stay with them. Mm-hmm. They want their house to stay with them, so they're scheming. I, th- I think that's a, a central theme of the show: just scheming, just stay scheming. Who's scheming with who? Right, exactly. We got we got power couples. We got Cora and the Dowager. We got O'Brien and Thomas. We got. Do we have Grantham and the Duke? No, no, we don't <laughs> no. have. So, so the Duke, the Duke, the dastardly Duke. He just rolls in there. This guy, he is a piece of trash. Like, so we find out the Duke comes to visit mm-hmm. and he says he's doing so to mourn yeah to, okay. to, to be sympathetic yeah and then laser eyes at uh oh lady mary well no he says hello to sybil first as like you know he's playing the hard to get at first it's like oh who's this daughter here oh hey sybil as i think most <laughs> men up? are like what's up Sib? legit like what's up sybil but then it's like hey mary let's go let's go one-on-one <laughs> i think he reads the room he knows where the end the easy entry is yeah. although edith is probably the easiest that's, I don't know <laughs> what you're again, talking you, about. Here, you, you need to think about morale. He doesn't want to be hanging out with old bump in the road either. So he picks no. Lady Mary. Right. And we find them crawling around the attic. Scheming. Scheming. <laughs> again. He's scheming the Duke. The Duke. He's digging around he in the drawers. Scheming. He's digging around in the drawers of the downtown people. The the, the, the below the, the stairs. downtown down abbey staff. Yes, yes. And then Mr. Bates mm-hmm. is is like, what are you doing up here? And they're like, no, no. he's like, what are you doing here? What is going on? What are you doing? What are you doing up here? <laughs> Very borderline Batman, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nothing. We're just having fun, you know. As, yeah, as, yeah. As the Duke says, but so he he keeps implying that he's gonna like pull Lady Mary into a room and like, <laughs> like you know. Oh yeah, it's gonna go down and like. This guy may this may be the guy who's going to take the entail. He's going to take the fortune. Yeah, they want then and everyone is stoked about it. Yeah, I mean Grantham like, even likes him. Like this Grantham, guy, he's a pretty good dude. Pretty good dude. It's like we'd love if Lady Mary wore a duchess's. Yeah, yeah, to a medal or something. I don't know what a duchess wears. But the Duke like hard rails that like the wrong. way. he goes right off the rails. Yeah, with if, if, if Thomas Thomas is undeniably the bad guy. Right. And O'Brien, they're the schemers. Yeah, the Duke is like the big. He's the boss fight. Yeah, bad he, guy. he does not belong there. We find out the Duke has been getting down with Thomas. Well, that's that's besides the point. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not. I don't think I mean, that's besides the point. Yeah, the Duke is gay, and so is Thomas. <laughs> so is to- that's <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. A swallow over the summer, as they, as they say. <laughs> They're the, the, the 1910s. We're not. At, we're, this is how they say yeah. the Downton people. Yeah, it only takes a swallow back then to turn you gay. Yeah, 
Sure. Or not. <laughs> uh, in terms of the, according to Duke, he's like, I'm not gay. I just swallowed once, bro. <laughs> he's like, yeah, man. <laughs> but then the, how, how does it get to that point? Like, what is, what is the Duke? Oh, the Duke mm-hmm. at the dinner table. Yeah. Over hey, lady, <laughs> lady Edith is like, what were you guys doing upstairs? And Lady Mary's like, oh, we were just looking. He's like, Tell me what you were doing. Shut up, <laughs> like, Edith. Edith, this is we we are good in this conversation. This conversation over the 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 Duke is trying to play it cool. Yeah, Lady Mary's trying to play it cool. Edith is Edith is putting them on blast. Yeah, and and then that's why the Duke is like, uh, you know, Lord Grantham. Let's uh, Robert. Let's talk after dinner over cigars. <laughs> Where we got boss mode Grantham there with, with the cigar, you know. This is, I think, the best scene of the episode because if you're unsure of where Grantham stands in the household, he lays the law down in this episode because the the Duke makes it clear that... So this was like some heavy plotting. It kind of lost me. I had to read online afterwards on the Wikipedia to, to kind of decipher what they were saying here. But... You enlighten me because I, I was also a little lost. Okay. Well, actually, okay. We may have been a little lost here. But I, I, I think his... It, He's not that interested in the the funds as much as he's not as interested in Mary. I don't know. We gotta find <laughs> either way. It winds up where where Lord Grantham starts hollering at him. Oh no no so no he, he that there's a misunderstanding that we're like so the Duke he would like Mary but he wants the money but Grantham won't change his opinion that the. The money, the entail, it still goes to the Crawley cousins. He's not going to change that. It will still go to the Crawleys we haven't met yet because mm-hmm. that's just how it is in the will. And the Duke's like, well, then what am I doing here if I'm not you know, going to get the money from Mary? And then Grantham's like, you think you just want to marry my girl for money? Like, who the hell are you? He, like, hollers at him. Oh, he he bellows. He's like, sitting there with a cigar still in his hands. He's like, why don't you leave at once? Well, I think I will be on my way. And then Mary's like... Hey, I'm going to go to sleep now. You want to come to bed with me? And then Duke's like... Yeah. No, she's like, I'm going to the, this room. Yeah. And then the Duke is just like, he just got cussed out. Yeah. And... By and Robert. And he's like, make make excuses for me. Yeah, I, I can't like, do it. Make excuses for me because your your father just cussed me out. I need over a... Over cigar. Yeah, I need a swallow. <laughs> Excuse <Yes>. me. <laughs> and speaking of, of a swallow, we, we, we this is the scene where Thomas reveals... The grand have, reveal that Thomas is... Not only is he a devious man, but he's also gay. So I wonder about this. Like, as much as like old fashioned shows used to say, like, gay is inherently evil. It's weird that a show in 2010 shows the evil guy as also being gay. So yeah, like, like, and his and his and his homosexuality is like a point of blackmail. Yeah, yeah. So like, we're not subverting any expectations here. Like, this guy is not only bad; he's also gay. He's he's a bad he's a bad gay man. But you know. You, it's weird they drum up sympathy for him though because he's going to blackmail the duke with the letters but the duke had already went that's what that he, he wasn't he through, wasn't he wasn't looking to bang lady mary no he was searching through the drawers to get the letters the letters of blackmail and then he burns. and they fight they have like a little scuffle yeah yeah they try to choke him out a little bit i mean it's it's on par with the fights in daredevil is it yeah <laughs> i haven't I watched so. daredevil so it, it, well it is. I don't know if I'll tune in the Daredevil if that's the level of scuffle to get into. But that's, a, that's a scheming and scuffling. That's, that's right. the tagline. Good to know. But but you kind of feel for Thomas because, well, there goes his shot of becoming more than uh, just a... He's not a footman. He's a, a level below that, but becoming more because he just lost his blackmail shot. 
Yeah. Well, and it's the thing, like, he doesn't seem to want to use them as blackmail. He wants to be with the Duke. Well, yeah, he yeah, wants sure. want the Duke, apparently, in their prior fling, their swallow. Over the, the summer. Duke, the Duke and him had discussed him working for the Duke. So then, the Do Duke, you think the Duke actually meant it? Because the Duke No, but the Duke of... didn't mean it, but the, he led Thomas on, and they, he wrote him letters. Yeah. So the Duke, the Duke had his feelings for, for Tom. Okay. I think the Duke, and then when Thomas is like, hey, man. Like what's going? Like what is this? Why why wouldn't you want to do this? And then we find out the Duke is a piece of trash, and Thomas threatens to expose him right. with these letters. And then the Duke is like, "Huzzah! I got the letters." Wait, wait, do you think Edith had letters with Patrick, the man who died on the Titanic? I mean, it, it, didn't it, we already discuss characters that have no weight to the movement <laughs> of the show? So they're obviously in love. They probably have letters too. They're yeah. probably. I mean, they're correspondents for sure. They're cousins. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's how it was run in, back in nineteen twelve. Yeah, that's it is. Um, do we want so so we we are near the close of the episode at this point. It ends with a, a grand reveal, though. Well, I think one thing that is very funny that does never never comes back, mm-hmm. as with many lazy writing things on Downton. When the Duke is leaving, Lord Grantham's like, "Dude, I'm sorry about last night, man. I hope it, you know, like, I'm sorry about the way things went." And the Duke is like. Don't be sorry. I had a wonderful time. So long. I'll and see you again soon. And it's like, maybe he, the, <laughs> the Duke very easily could have just been like, screw you. Yeah. Like you and your whole wackadoo staff. I'm a Duke. Mm-hmm. Y'all are never going to be Dukes and Duchesses like me. Yeah. But no, the Duke is the Duke plays it cool. And Lord, I mean, we got a nice Thomas and him might not have had a nice ending, but Lord Grantham and the Duke kind of clean it up. And Grantham's in a good mood and he hires back Bates. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does hire and he does hire back Bates who who fell for no reason when the Duke showed up. Well, he got kicked over. Oh, he got oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he didn't just fall over because he, he has a bad leg. I maybe mean, I was on my phone at that point. I, I think it was O'Brien who kicks him over. Like, that's crazy. It's not even Thomas, it's O'Brien, the the He's like, woman well, in black. He lands smack on his face. he's got cobblestones in his mouth i know we shouldn't be laughing about a a man with a bad leg falling over but it was it was well staged he he wipes out yeah but i'm grateful that he gets to keep his job because you know he shouldn't just lose his job because he falls over in front of another in front of a duke yeah that is that is very true well we get the duke out the door yeah and then we cut to a very amicable young man Mm -hmm. and his mother yeah sitting at a table and he reads a letter he's like oh oh it's time they're about to change my life what could that mean says (laughs) a man with blue eyes and blonde hair and a nice smile the 1910s and he's a lawyer right yeah yeah it's established he's a lawyer yeah a working man yeah And, and that's where the episode ends yeah that's a heck of a cliffhanger yeah so we so we're we're done talking about the plot yeah and we hope we haven't been too too boring, but we haven't because yeah. this is a good show. Mm-hmm. Confident in this. Do we? You have any any notes on the episode that we haven't gotten to? I know I have a couple. Not just brief things I want to hit on. Oh my gosh, Daisy. Okay. Oh, da- Daisy's in the kitchen. She's she a, a like a, a sous chef. She's not. She's not up top. No, she is a flip up. She is always messing up all the time, and then she's always gleaming at Thomas too. It's like Daisy, come on. Thomas is evil. Like he doesn't even matter. <laughs> he looks he, like a rat. Yeah, you know, it doesn't even matter if you know what Thomas goes for. He's a bad man, Daisy. He, yeah, look at him. 
He's look at who. If if if, wait, wait, if you have a crush on someone and they hang out with someone that's like Mrs. O'Brien, yeah. do you still have a crush on that person? You're like, no, why, I'm good. Yeah, why is he I'm hanging good. around the old lady? But <laughs> but same time, I mean, he is a handsome man. You think he looks like a rat? He's got a, he has rat like features. He has a oh, pointy I, nose. He has dark hair. Tell us, is a going, classically he just looks, he, handsome dude. I, I don't know. I oh, I'm coming over there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but Daisy just messes everything and da- up, da- and it's just Patmore, Mrs. Patmore, shouting him. Daisy and Daisy, Daisy's got this like. Speaking of rats, Daisy's very mousy. Oh yeah, which works in her favor. She's like, "Please help me get this thing done. I need your help." And then there's this poor William. Yeah, he's just like, "What chicken should I put this on? The chicken with this thing." And it's just this this <laughs> weird little like comedy. It's not comedy, but it's cute. It's it's adorable. It is. It. I don't. It. It. I it, guess for so. me it is. I, I like. It. I enjoy the banter. I do. Yeah. I guess I kind of like that that thing. I love them commenting on electricity being a new thing. Yes, I actually t- I have a note about that. Yeah, same here. It's like, oh, I don't know about this electricity thing. What's next? Like, I like that the the lights turn on and the dowager has like a, a fan. And yeah. she covers her face like it's like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, that'd be like, I, there's really no equivalent of that. That'd be like turning on a vacuum cleaner and be like, oh, no, the carpet's getting clean. What? Yeah. I mean, that's a minor thing. I guess there's certain aspects of these episodes of this show that don't translate to being disgust yeah I in mean, the moment i laughed at the thing with the electricity i thought it was funny yeah it, it was it was yeah it was funny it was what, funny you have any notes um one thing that made me legitimately laugh out loud mm-hmm. was when mr bates walks in and thomas when he's talking he's like this is where okay he did this he brings him into his bedroom and it looks like like a hospital or like a yeah, ward it's, it's very dreary in there and then, like, and then no mr pain. bates walks in and he's like I like this. Yeah. I'll be very fine here. And he smiles and he like looks around <laughs> and it's just like he's overjoyed. A it's very like, knowing smile. Like, like this is going like to work out just <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's gonna be cool that I'm. Two in days a- <laughs> later, he's fired. He is fired, and then he is rehired in a, in a, in in passionate form by the Lord Grantham. But yeah. that, I, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. What? Where was is, was Lord, was Mister Bates homeless or something before this? That this like prison cell is good to him. He was definitely struggling. I mean, his, he's got a bum leg, so I can't imagine he's been doing too yeah, well. He, he did imply that he can't work Yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, like this is his last stop on the road. <laughs> suicide, isn't it? <laughs> no, I hope I not. I think Mr. Bates is, is, is very clown-like. He's always like, yeah, when, when he's just, not falling down and dropping That's the reason why you're saying that. No, but like, whenever he does something, it's like the cane magically is like, whoop, and it's on his arm, and he's bending over, and he's very like overly physical. Well, Maybe yeah. it's the way the character is written to prove that he thinks, you know, he can do things and then he can't do well, things and he can do things and he can't do you things. You learn to be capable when you have disabilities. And as he says and reminds us throughout the episode, I, I can manage. <laughs> he can. Yeah. He stresses that. I can manage. Like, yeah, we know you can manage, but we have a certain quality here at Downton <laughs> that you need to live up to. <laughs> and Mr. Carson, the big, big boss boy, was, he's, he's, he's like, I'll manage if you'd like, but. Yeah. But it ain't me. good enough. It <laughs> ain't. The, the Lord loves him, though. Who? The Lord loves Bates. I mean, yeah, I mean... We love Bates. I mean, like, he, Bates is pretty great. He's a sympathetic guy, he, yeah. So I think maybe it's about time we get into uh, our power rankings of who's the top and who's the bottom characters of the week on Downton. Okay, yeah. I have my top three and my bottom three. Do we yeah. want to start good or bad? Let's start with the bad, maybe. I'll, I'll start. Yeah. I think number three on the... The LVP number mm-hmm. three is Mr. Bates. Really? <laughs> oh wow! I I I, I said I'll tell you why. 
Is he slipping and falling? Because <laughs> he can't do his job? <laughs> he gets fired. That is, that is true. But that doesn't make me, like... I don't know. I think in the episode, he's a pretty low-performing player. That, that's fair. That In terms of his actual job, he is low-performing. Uh, for me, number three, it's Edith. Uh, we're just getting the first signs of her being a bump in the road, and it's just like, get it together, okay? Like, you're better than this, this Edith. You're, you are living at Downton Abbey your whole life. There's no reason for you to be... Yeah, it's first-world problems. ...so downtrodden. Like, come on now, so... That's... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, she didn't fall and drop a lot of cutlery, though. She doesn't have to work <laughs> for it, though. She has no reason to be so sad. So uh, my number two, mm-hmm. the silver medal for least valuable player. Yeah, Thomas. Same. Thomas is number two for me as well. Thomas is a a puss, man. He's he, he gets put through it, but he's he's a scheming rat man. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't go his way. He gets one W and one L. He gets Bates fired, then he loses his blackmail. And then Bates gets rehired, so that one win is sort of yeah. So he lo- 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 he's not uh, he doesn't get what he wants, but he's he's like he doesn't take his opportunities either. You know, like yeah. they say O'Brien. And I, I was gonna I had O'Brien down because I think O'Brien is just a, a shrew, mm-hmm. but she she sort of compliments rather than she's thinking more than actually doing. Things. Yes, at this juncture, she is sort of a side player, whereas Thomas is made a fool of. Yeah. He is. He tries to assert himself and he fails. Mm-hmm. And he's just a general, general grump. Yeah. I don't like him. Yeah. Uh, my my number one. Yeah. Hot take, perhaps. I think Lady Mary is the least valuable player of this. Really, episode. really. Why? I, why is that? I I mean, say what you will about Edith being a bump in the road. I think, ass- like verbally assaulting your sister, at a, after a memorial service is mm. low. Oh, we're gonna disagree on this. Low, uh, low. All right. And then I also think. She thinks she's get going for this dude, mm-hmm. this Duke. Yeah, she's like, oh, like you're gonna pull me in this. You know, Lady Mary, Lady Mary's got a, a side. I'm surprised this is your number one. This though. is my. I think she got a crummy episode. Wow. Okay. And well, I and and she thinks she's gonna hook up with this guy. Yeah. He's gay. Yeah. He doesn't want to hook up with her, and he leaves. Right. And she's like, she's a she's, well, she's hollow. Okay. Well, this, At this is the point, first episode. This we, is the, so yeah, in this episode, she's the LVP, in my opinion. Wow. Okay. Well, so who's your number one? Well, it's the Duke. I mean, for the, the Duke. Okay. For some of those reasons, this guy comes in there and just acts like a piece of trash to everyone. But he, the Duke, the Duke gets the letters. That doesn't matter. Like the guy's not going to get his money. He, his entire trip there is wasted. He 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 got a. He just, he just, I don't like him. And he gets shouted at by Grantham. Like, I don't know. I don't want to be in that situation where Grantham ever shouts at me. So, like, I don't know. I think he gets put in his place and he knows never to come back there. I think the Duke, the Duke, it was a contender for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, me. I was like, I don't like this Duke. I hope I never see him again because he's a, he's a piece, he's a piece of work. The Duke, yeah, th- that's fair. I just think Lady Mary wasn't wasn't at her strong point. Well, let's get into our, 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 our MVPs. Yeah. Our All right. MVPs. So you start with yeah. number three. Well, my number three is Mary. Okay. That, yeah. To, to each their own. Yeah. I think it's very it's very telling that she has the agency in this episode to be like, I don't care that I was supposed to marry that guy. I'm glad he's kind of dead, actually. That's so I just don't think that's good. Yeah, I think that's she's great. a bad person. Like, she, she knows herself. That's an important thing. Even if it is, but hollow, it is she selfish. knows what she wants. I don't care. Get what you want, Mary. This is the 1910s. They don't let you have everything that you want. And on top of that, shaming Edith for all that, do it. I don't. Like, I don't like. It's shaming. I don't. Edith deserves it. Okay, she she needs to work on herself. I I am all about marrying this episode, and also being like, hey, uh, Duke, 
You want to go in the side room? Hey, you want to go in the side? Oh, get it, Mary. You you are you. That's... Be strong. All right. How about you? Who's your number My number three? three is the Dowager. Okay. I think we find out she's the queen of scheming. Yeah. She's got a great intro. Mm-hmm. She does. Great dress, too. She's like She is striking in her like getup with her yeah. hat and everything. It's just like, oh, she... She means she's business. the boss. She's yeah. it, she's the 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 grandma who's still gonna like, you know, keep you in line. Yeah, and for me that that's why she's number two here. She's your number two. Oh well, yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah, she she's just overall like there's really not too much you can get explained. She's just a good character. Yeah, and also you know it's crazy like you gotta speak to this, but at the time that they got Maggie Smith on the show, she had that Harry Potter heat. Like this is like yeah, right but, around part one, part two. We're coming out of the Deathly Hollows, and that's you, a good get. Yeah, that's a huge get. She, you know, she has that moment in Harry Potter too, where she puts that force field around the castle. And it's like that's the Dowager. That's the Dowager. Yeah, the fact that she even eclipsed her role in Harry Potter, man, that's huge. Anyways, shout out to Maggie Smith. Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing good, Maggie. Thank yeah. you. Uh, my number two, mm-hmm. Anna. Oh, yeah. She. she I is think something. Anna. Anna is is tried and true. Yeah. The one we root for, she doesn't. She doesn't slip and fall. No, she she's caring from she, the get. She's there when Bates is crying to himself. <laughs> oh, yes, she <laughs> walks there and she has this moment. I think the the moment that sealed the deal is she sees him crying and she's like, looking and she's like, do I go in there and comfort this this lame man, <laughs> or do I turn around? And she backs up and then she goes back. Like she's just yeah, she's there for him. She's just good. It's solid. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you got for number one? Oh, it, it's our boy. It's it's Robert. It's Robert Grant. Robert, that's my tied for number one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just that scene where he dresses down the Duke it just tells you all you need to know. Because he he he's not one for anger, and as the you know, he's not. That's not his character trademark. He, st- he stays pretty reserved. He's like he's like your stern family member that doesn't yell at you, but when he yells at you, he mm-hmm. it, it it's something serious. Yeah, but he he lets him know what's going on. Like you're not coming back here. Like get out. I'm going to finish the cigar right now. You know, like, and, and that that scene is definitely like established. There, mm-hmm. There's no character close. He also yeah. makes the big reveal that he knows Bates from the war. Yeah. Then he's always on Bates's team. He's like Bates is like, I, I I'm not gonna be here if I can't work. And Grantham's just trying to be like, mm-hmm. I got you, I got you. And yeah. Bates is like, no, no, no. He goes, well, if you're leaving, I'm paying you for a month. I want to help you out. Yeah. And then so solid. The the final the final redemption of, of like get off the car, Bates. Yeah. Come on. You're, you're my homie. What a what a heartwarming way to end the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm I'm glad we agree on a couple of things. Yeah. I think the fact that we disagree means the discussion will be good. Yeah, we need to keep disagreeing. Keep di- I mean, we have different opinions on characters already, and this is episode one. Yeah. I can't wait for us to get into episode two. Episode two, yeah. There's there's some more scheming going on and more scheming, more scuffling. <laughs> Is there more scuffling? I, I don't. don't rem- I, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet.